0: Hello. Hey everyone. Um, Hope you're all staying safe and healthy during this time. Uh, Mm -hmm. We wanted to hop on really quickly um, for a number of reasons. Uh, So, first of all, um, we feel very strongly about Black Lives Matter and we stand in solidarity with protesters. Um, We recorded this podcast before any of this went down, and we realized that we didn't want to pretend like nothing was happening. Correct. Um, with that in mind, uh, we would like to encourage you to donate if you are able to do so. But obviously, it's important for you to find organizations whose mission resonates with you.
1: Right. Um, So there is a number of places where you could donate as well as sign petitions. Um, There's quite a few change.org positions out there, not just for George Floyd, but for many other people who have been affected by police brutality. Um, So please do your part in trying to find these petitions. They are everywhere on the internet at this point. You can find them and you can sign them. Um, I'm also encouraging you to donate to the George Floyd Memorial Fund, which is on GoFundMe, um, as well as the Minnesota Freedom Fund. Um, there are quite a few other places to donate, just like Julie was mentioning. But um, I just want to encourage other people that if you have the funds to be able to do do your part and um, Just do what you can to support the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, This movement may seem like, for some people, may seem like it's uh, become a big issue over a week, but this is something that has been going on for decades, um, if not centuries. (laughs) And so I would just like to encourage our listeners to try to educate themselves um, as well as Use their voice, um, just with everyone who is protesting right now, those who have been jailed this weekend because of this, and definitely those who have been affected by police brutality, um, whether they are alive or not, is including their families and all of their loved ones who are affected by it. Um, and so we wanted to post this before our episode just so. Um Just to get the word out <clears throat> and just show that we are also standing in solidarity
0: and um for some of you, Minneapolis may seem really far away, or oh, things like that don't happen in my community, um but it happens everywhere, all around the world, so I yeah. would encourage you to find um, ways to take action in your own community as well mm-hmm. and um especially for my fellow white people to find ways to educate yourself. Uh, The systems are like instances may raise awareness, but systems are not going to change unless we all do the work. So do some self-reflection and think about um, what we can do better.
1: Yeah. I also want to encourage non-black people during this time to, listen to black voices on the internet, Um, (laughs) hear their cries, hear their calls for desperation, like they are hurting. We, I should say, I'm Black, we are hurting right now, Um, and it is a very tough time. We go through this mass protesting at least once a year, Um, and it is really hard to see even the ones that don't get as much attention as these do, every single one hurts the same. Um, so please try to listen to Black voices, not just celebrities. Listen out to your friends that you know on the internet that are Black. Um, you know, their feelings are valid as well. If you are going out and protesting, um, I know protest has... Reached beyond America's borders. So, if you are going out there and protesting, please do stay safe. There is still a virus out there. So, if you're going out there to protest, please do wear your mask, bring your hand sanitizer, Um, definitely make sure you are taking the proper precautions before going out to protest, and just do your best to stay safe. So,
0: stay safe, stay healthy, and.
1: Um, enjoy the pod
0: and we're back
1: hello
0: is this creaking chair gonna be like really annoying I'll try to sit perfectly still
1: is that no I'm doing on your shirt it is <laughs> that's so cute <laughs> where did you get that from
0: uh i got it on etsy um but i've spilled things on it like three times it already has that's a few.
1: adorable
0: and i accidentally just like literally wiped my eyeliner on it as we were sitting You <laughs> can't have like nice things i really can't
1: props to you for putting on eyeliner during this time
0: <laughs> uh i could say it's from today but that would be false <laughs> I'm like, why is my acne bad? And then I'm like, this is why. (laughs) Um, yeah. Anyway, hi, everyone. I guess today we're getting back to our regularly scheduled programming, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. We've been doing this. It feels like so long that we've been (laughs) doing (laughs) this. It's only seven episodes.
0: I know. I know. I enjoy it, though and I hope others enjoy it but I feel like it's useful to talk through the episodes like part of me was wondering like are these fun episodes but then I was thinking like they kind of are because you always bring up something I didn't notice and I would hope I would hope that like I'm sometimes looking at things you're not noticing so I hope people enjoy them
1: yeah I hope so, too. I mean, I'm sure it's not as popular as us getting shwasted on <laughs> audio.
0: Um, we can't get shwasty every single <laughs> We just can't. And half the time we're recording <laughs> in, like, the middle of the day. Although, I think we were recording that in the middle of the day.
1: 100. <laughs> it was like 1 p.m. That <laughs>
0: was a perfect weekend. I feel like that's fine. But right. Yeah.
1: Alright, so this is episode four of Break the Silence, and it is the start of the Speak Yourself Tour. Well, the Speak Yourself leg of the Love Yourself Tour, I guess you could call so it more that. More
0: technical, yeah.
1: Um, so the last leg ended in Thailand on April 7th, and then they had like a, a almost a month gap in between. And then Speak Yourself started on May 4th in Pasadena, California, all the way to October 29th in Seoul, which so was their last um, stop for that tour. And this is the start of their like first stadium tour. They had they did stadium shows before, but they haven't done an actual stadium tour. So this is their very first stadium tour. Um, and they had stops in Pasadena, California, Chicago, Illinois, East Rutherford, New Jersey. They also had stops in South America in Sao Paulo, Brazil, Europe, where they stopped in London and Paris, and they had an Asia leg where they stopped in Japan, Saudi Arabia and South Korea. So, yeah, I guess we can get into it
0: yeah hearing you say all those locations makes a lot of sense because how many locations did they cover in this episode
1: so in this episode they cover the two um rose bowl stops in california and they covered the two stops in chicago
0: okay Yeah, because one of my comments that I had was, like, in Chicago, not a lot of the city was shown. Like, there were a few passing shots. I was wondering if maybe it was the weather, because I feel like in the earlier episodes, a lot more of each of the specific cities were shown, but there wasn't a lot of Chicago content. But then I realized, as you were talking through, while they were also technically in L.A. for two days during that time, like, in this episode and Chicago, so there probably wasn't time in the editing of the
1: series right um in between this tour there also was like a massive gap from july 14th all the way through october 11th so i don't know what the stop in july was i think it was i guess paris or maybe japan actually no it was japan um for july and then they came back with the saudi arabia tour And in between that time was when they had that break, that, like, month-long break. The break. Yeah. There was also, like, a lot going on. This is what I was telling you. I was, like, looking at BTS' 2019 timeline, and I got sidetracked for, like, 40 minutes before I was supposed to watch this episode. So, I'm like, gosh, these people have done so much. Wait, there was a website, and it's an awesome website, and I feel like I need to shout it out because I've never seen anything like this in my life um it's called bongtan for life do- bongtan Life, and they have logged every single like major event bts has had from 2010 all the way to now <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> so,
0: type of organization that i definitely yeah
1: i'm like shout out to them for doing this because this is absolutely insane um so i was able to see what they were doing in between that time and so even after the last leg of the um, the show in Thailand in April, immediately they were like right back at it with putting out content. So, what uh, "Boy with Love" teasers are released first on April eighth, um, and then the second one on April eleventh, and then "Persona" and "Boy with Love" was released on April twelfth. Then they have like all these performances, like the SNL performance. They had their press conference, which. They showed in the last episode, right? I think we talked about that.
0: Yeah, they did.
1: Um, Time magazine comes out with them on the cover. The BBMAs happens, like a whole bunch of stuff. And then even while they're on tour, they have Bring the Soul. The movie comes out. BTS World is released, and they go on vacation for like a month. And there's so many other things that go on in between. But I'm not going to spend an hour talking about it because they do so much. But I'm surprised um,
0: that BTS World only came out then. It feels like an institution.
1: (laughs) But when you think about it, God, they were working on BTS World for like two or three years prior to that, (laughs) so that was like a long, 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 long long-awaited release for them to finally put that out. Um, And yeah, it's still going. I think they got rid of
0: superstar BTS. That made me sad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I never downloaded that.
0: Obsessed with that for a minute.
1: I never played it. Uh, and then I wanted to play it when they were like, yeah, we're getting rid of it. I'm like, dang.
0: It was like garage band slash Guitar Hero, but like for your phones. <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty fun. But I was very obsessed with Guitar Hero back in the day. So, Same. Um, yeah. I liked it. Um. But it got really hard really fast. Like probably much like BTS World, you would always see people be like, I got this card or I got to this level. And I was like, I've been playing every day and I'm still I'm like... <laughs> high intermediate I don't even remember what the categories were at this point but like my reflexes are only so fast maybe that's like bad to admit but after a (laughs) while I was just like oh (laughs) god but yeah but yeah getting back to the episode um I felt like yeah they didn't show the cities as much um but maybe that's me, like being randomly defensive of Chicago. I don't really know.
1: Um, maybe they didn't have time to like go out and um, yeah, do stuff and film.
0: Yeah, probably not.
1: They had like a packed schedule for this. Like they were jumping from city to city with this tour.
0: Yeah, and like you said, their schedule was so busy. In between that, honestly, they probably just wanted to like. <laughs>
1: rest. Yeah. In shows. They weren't yeah. even talking about in the beginning how they didn't even get to like really prep for this tour. Like I felt like <laughs> they were showing them pretty much prepping like day of <laughs> yeah. how they were gonna like work the choreography. It's like what? And it still turned out that great. Professionals. I know.
0: Also, I, I kind of want to bring this one point up because I feel like I feel like it's been changing but the image of Suga that everyone had originally was this like tough, quiet guy that like doesn't care about anything. And he's super like, not mean, but just like kind of mean, I don't know. And like, I actually, my notes has such a positive little fluff. Like he said he got in, and even we've talked about how like, bro, are you okay? And like our album reviews and other things, but he's like, I got into writing music because I wanted to send like a positive message to people and I was like, he's so cute. Like, no one can come for me. Like, yes, his raps are amazing, but no one can be, like, he's cold and, like, detached and, like, doesn't care about Bongton, blah, 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 because that's so obviously not true. Right. And I'm not even, like, calling anyone in specific out, but kind of like how you know how we were talking about how, like, Jimin used to be so flirty slash greasy and he's kind of like let that go I wonder if in the same way people were like okay you're the rapper you gotta be tough you gotta be I'm like he's so wholesome
1: yeah I mean they probably did in the beginning have these like constructs like you know like we were talking about these tropes that (laughs) members in boy bands have to have um but people grow and they evolve I was going to talk about it later because they do talk about this um kind of Uh, later on the episode, but people change, and it's actually really unfortunate that sometimes you have, you know, YouTube videos (laughs) that constantly, like, harp on these stereotypes that have been created for them, and they've, like, lasted for years, so you know newer army will watch these things and they will hold on to it so it sticks around like it doesn't ever go away you like never get to focus on their growth or how they've changed and evolved from those tropes that they were perpetuating in the beginning um because of Certain content that's online and people like, you know, constantly keep bringing it up. It's like, okay, that was like so 2014, like, chill. And
0: I'm like guilty of it too, right? I definitely used to lean into some of those. So I'm not calling anyone out, but it's saying like RM breaks things and like Hobie is the cheery one and like. Sugar's the like tough guy who doesn't share his feelings he's super private like that's not even true he's sharing his feelings like right. through his music it's just very like reductive of like who they are as people like even like jungkook as like the muscle pig golden maknae good at everything like that's a lot of unnecessary pressure i don't
1: and, know like, some of it some still holds like. true, right, like, some things still hold true, like, yeah, Andrew still does break stuff, and they <laughs> still laugh at him for breaking things, and, you know, people still think of Hobi as, like, the happy member, but that's so, like, one-dimensional, Yeah, and to, like, restrain them to these specific characteristics, and they, like, can't grow out of it is just really kind of sad, so it's nice to get things, like, this documentary series where we get to actually see other facets of their personality than what the internet has created for them and won't let go. (laughs) And I'm
0: not blaming anyone for that, because, like, we were saying earlier, even in this podcast, like, just two seconds ago, I'm sure Big Hit kind of leaned into it in the beginning, you know, as, like, okay, you're this, but,
1: yeah. And it could have been them. They could have, like, you know, like, if that's the model, they could have been, like, let's do this this way because that's what garners attention that's what you know gets views or whatever but
0: and it's not that it's not true like Sugar is genuinely like more quiet on interviews sometimes right but like i just kind of like you were saying i love seeing series like this where they can break away from that
1: yeah we can start from the beginning talking about how, like, different Speak Yourself Tour from Love Yourself Tour is, um, so (laughs) Speak Yourself is basically Love Yourself part two, but just bigger and better. (laughs) Um, I wonder when they had time to come up with, or I wonder how involved they are with coming up with the, um, sets and, I mean, they were talking about like you know wanting to do certain things like Jungkook talking about wanting to fly around <laughs> the arena but i wonder how much like input um they have into the final outcome or you know how far in advance do they have to prep for something like this because it was like 10 times <clears throat> bigger than love yourself i mean not even just in scale for you know seating charts but just the production was 10 times bigger than it was last time so i wonder how much time it takes for them to get it done cuz they only had a month break in between i'm sure it wasn't like yeah let's put this together in a month like how long did they know in advance that they were going to go on tour again and and to do it this way
0: yeah i would assume like at least a year minimum
1: yeah minimum.
0: i mean you might not have the details But, like, I imagine they had seen, like, mock-ups and stuff beforehand. Like, even if they hadn't been on stage with the giant Inflatable Panthers, like, they knew they were coming. Because
1: I'm like, that would mean... I'm like, would that mean they were prepping for Persona, like, a year in advance? Because this is when they start touring with Persona and incorporating Mm -hmm. some of those songs. So how do you prep for what, I don't know, that would just mean, like, their entire concept is, like, thought of, like, years in advance. <laughs> it's kind of scary.
0: That's <laughs> how I feel anytime someone's, like, here's my new theory, I'm, like, I, I'm too scared. <laughs> like, I can't. I mean, okay, a year in advance, I'm sure they know, like, we are going on tour, here are the, like, tentative dates, Right. Just for scheduling something like that, I feel like you would have to know really far in advance because someone has to think about the stage decorations and you need the lighting techs and you need to order giant plastic panthers from wherever you ordered giant plastic panthers out of foil.
1: That would mean like a year in advance, they knew that Persona was going to come out and they were going to be touring with Persona and specifically Dionysus and that specifically they were going to need two giant fold out (laughs) Panthers (laughs) to come out of the stage, like, I don't know, I just keep thinking about how they come up with their concepts and stuff, and how long it takes to plan that.
0: I'm sure there's, like, iterations, right? You might not know about the Panthers a year out. I mean, maybe nine months out, I don't know, but, like, I'm sure you have a window of, like, if the album comes out here to here, we have, like, a two-month window, let's say, barring production delays or... I don't know, something like COVID, you know, just like they have a set window and then they're like, and then there's touring and then we got to start thinking about it because I imagine they knew their set list probably only, but but see, I don't know. Cause again, with the Panthers, I just, I'm stuck on the Panthers. Like you might know your general set list, but you wouldn't have the props and stuff. Right. Mm,
1: I don't know. Or to even branch out and be like, okay, we, need more seating than what we're doing in this arena tour like no we need to move to stadiums
0: they probably knew that when they did the sales for love yourself i mean i feel like ticket sales are bad now and they were crazy to navigate as we talked about with like can i use this wi-fi can i not use this wi-fi can i use this device can i not use this device but i feel like ticket sales used to be like more insane because stock was so limited you know what i mean like when we checked back in there were still a few available even if there were the nosebleeds versus like selling out in two minutes i'm sure if they're consistently selling out in like under two minutes they're like crap we need a bigger venue or more shows <laughs> like yeah. and if more shows aren't possible then you have to go to stadium tours yeah i mean they've probably been planning for that since city field right? city field was probably a test to see like can we do this probably and then people were like camping out in advance like (laughs) yes you can do this
1: yeah i don't know there was like a moment where Jin was talking about how like it's a festival, and I was like, that is so true, like, and yeah, this time, this concert that we were supposed to go to is going to be even more of a festival.
0: It's so fresh.
1: Exactly, (laughs) than the last one, but just, you know, I guess, personally speaking, for when we went to MetLife, and just getting to go to the pop-up store, or getting to go the day prior, and well we didn't get to do this but you know getting to do that little photo shoot thing that like holographic photo shoot thing or you get to like get merch at this like giant tent like it feels like a festival it feels like an an event in itself outside of the actual concert yeah that's really cool also when I was watching it I was thinking about how huge Rose Bowl had to be I was like, what's the seating size? And yeah. it's, it was over 8,000 more seats than our seating at MetLife. Oh, really? It's 90,000. Over 90,000 seats.
0: It's very flat. Like, the angle of the seats was, like, very yeah. gradual or very wide. It just seemed to go out really far. So I'm not surprised to hear that.
1: Yeah. Like, over 90,000 seats. I'm like, dang. <laughs> that place looked huge. It had to be insane. Yeah.
0: I'm not surprised, because I feel like even when they used to do tours, it was, like, L.A., New York, so there's already such super high demand.
1: Have you ever been to the first show of a tour? No. Have you? I don't think so. I'm just wondering. It's probably – I wonder how different it is from the first show to, like, shows in the middle to shows in the at the very end.
0: Yeah, I've only ever gone to the New York slash New Jersey tours. But even just in general, I've never been to the first one. I imagine it's so hyped because you have no idea what's coming. Like, it's always, you're always so hyped no matter what. But like, you have no idea what to expect. We can add that to our someday bucket list. (laughs) (laughs) Go to like the very first show in
1: Seoul or something.
0: Bringing it back yeah. around, what is the next thing?
1: Yeah, um, I feel like mm,
0: um, you, right. I mean, you take notes well, like in, in sequential order, and I'm like, This stood out to me, this stood out okay. to me, uh-huh. so like I need to adjust my notes somehow because mine are not in any kind of order.
1: Um, Tay was talking about like his happiness and how happy he was on this tour, and Hobie was talking about his worries and the pressures that he feels. Um while touring, and I guess that they were both more relieved. I don't know if it was just on this leg of the tour, but they were, like, able to relax more and enjoy it, is what it seems like.
0: Yeah. Tay made a comment about his, like, frequent depression. That's what I have.
1: Yeah, that was towards the end of the episode. And um, that those
0: thoughts had left him with the Speak Yourself tour, and I was just like...
1: I know, I was kind of worried. Like, oh my shit.
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, like... I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist and like you never really know how someone's doing, but I have been worried about Tay for a good long while, as I feel like I've probably said on other podcasts and we've probably mostly cut. So hearing him say that, I was like, part of me was like, I knew it, but part of me was like, God, I want to be wrong so bad. <laughs> like, But I'm glad to hear that he's feeling better. Right. It does make me wonder like how they're doing without the concert because they talked i know about how that helped them or whatever and then i was like well you know they're supposed to be on tour right now and that's not happening and like it's hard for us but right. it's super how hard for are they them. Coping? yeah how are they coping especially because as you mentioned in your 2019 timeline they had like very little time off and they just took that one month break which was like the first time they'd done that in however many years and i right. I just, I hope they're not, like, upset, like, why did we take that break back in September when, like, COVID was coming, but, like, no one had any idea that this, like, long gap would be here.
1: And even with that, they, they enjoy working, like, I don't, I mean, I guess they took that break, but for the most part, it seems like they don't like being, like, off from their job pretty much for extended periods of time, so I'm pretty sure this was hard for them to have to stop everything for something that they could not even plan for. Yeah. Just, like, it's hard for everyone else, but, I mean, I'm sure it's really hard for them considering that they don't have, like, a typical work schedule or a typical job period. Like, everything that they do relies on other people. Pretty much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I worry about that. I mean, you can do songwriting. (laughs) They're probably going to have, like, a huge catalog of songs after this. But even recording requires some kind of, like, team of people. Right.
1: Like, recording, filming music videos, shows, fan meets, all those other kind of things. Like, that's going to completely change. I don't know how artists in general are going to operate after covid Like, even if we get a vaccine, like, what do you do? What if people don't take the vaccine? Yeah. How do do we move after this? I really don't know. It's going to be weird.
0: And the thing is, for their job, they have, like, constant crowds of, like, screaming fans and people that love them. Like, when I go to work, no one is, like, cheering my name. (laughs) Like, (laughs) and that's fine. That's, like, normal, right? But, like, I don't get except for, like, doing a job, I don't really get, like, external validation through my work. I'm not reliant on that. You know what I mean? That sounds right. really bad, and, like, somehow we can cut this, or just say, like, you know, I don't have, like, fans screaming my name when I go into the office, which is pretty par for the course, <laughs> um, but, like, that said, like, they are probably in some ways used to that, Right. so I hope they're okay. Uh did you want to talk about j-hope because we were talking about tay and j-hope and i had notes about tay but i didn't pick up on j-hope's comments as much
1: i didn't um write too much like in detail he was just talking about like i don't know the worries and like pressures he's had i don't know if he was specifically talking about you know leading them in dance or just in general he has like. you know, worries about how things are going to go. I don't know. I didn't write too much about it, so I don't really have much to say, but I i guess it was, I don't want to say it's nice because it's never like a good feeling to see someone worried or like sad or something, but like going back to what we were talking about, he's always branded as, like, being this, like, super happy and cheerful person, um, so it's nice that they are allowing other people to see, like, their complexities. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he gets worried about stuff, too. He's not always 24-7 happy.
0: Going off of this, I, I don't know if it's in order, so we can move it around if you want, but, like, RM was saying, like, I remember he was, like, maybe I can't say something like this, but, like, he was saying how he like doesn't have a dream or BTS has no dream at this point. He says like, they have met their dreams. Dreams are transient. Like those are the notes I had. And similarly to what you just said about Hobie's comments, like, I I mean, we talk about this on the regular. I don't, (laughs) I don't need to, and I will not go into it on this podcast, but like a lot of the existential questions that we're all facing right now, like, it was weirdly reassuring to me to see that like they still have these existential questions even when they're like this successful um i don't really know how to explain that <laughs> but just like yeah they're rich and famous but they still struggle through like what is the meaning of what i'm doing here well,
1: right i think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier about like evolving Like, he was saying in – he was saying about how, you know, in the beginning with No More Dream, they were talking about how they, like, have to have a dream. Mm -hmm. But now that they've achieved their dreams, they don't have any. And so we have to, like, go on this journey with them and, like, recognize that people are going to evolve and they're going to change. Things aren't always going to be static. Um, (sighs) You. I don't know. I guess you, it wouldn't be fair to hold something to someone that they said in what, 2013? (laughs) Like, that wouldn't be fair. So, like, they're constantly growing. They're constantly changing. How do you, how do you have, I I don't even know how you would have a dream when you've done everything that BTS has done. (laughs) Like, what's after this? How do you, like, what do you want after this? So I don't blame them for just kind of living their life and just seeing where life takes them at this point. Yeah. Because what haven't they done? I mean, I guess there's a lot of things that they haven't done technically, but they've done so much in terms of their original aspirations and wants that it's kind of like now what what more could you ask for after this I don't know if that sounds weird can I be
0: super frank and say like I would love to have this problem though (laughs) like as a person that's not like insanely successful I would love to have the like what next problem
1: yeah but I'm sure grass is always greener though like it probably sounds really nice to be like yeah I'm super rich and living my dreams and I get to travel the world and I can like pretty much <laughs> do whatever I want at the drop of a hat but I don't know I I obviously can't attest to it because I don't know what that's like to experience that but I'm sure there's like they have their dark days obviously because we've seen it too like it's not as easy as yeah you would think it would be I don't it know. I guess personally, feel like money solves things, but mm. money doesn't solve everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm just saying. I was kind of like half joking, <laughs> but yeah, I know there's still real problems. It kind of reminds me of like study abroad, and I'm sure you can relate to this with like going to China. Like when I would have a blog, or I would talk to people back home on Facetime or Skype or whatever, people would want to hear about like the weekend trips or and like this is a poor example but I imagine it like people want to hear the good things like how's the cuisine how is the beach or like how is this amazing historical site and you're like those things were great they're like beyond great but then there's the days where you like don't really want to leave your house and you can't really get out of bed and like everything is hard and like no one wants to hear about the time that you like overpaid like a ton of money because you didn't understand the exchange rate or something. I don't know. That's a fictional example, but just like, it's hard to explain to people what you're going through when you're having having an experience that like other people don't get to have, and you don't want to diminish that by like right. sharing the negative things. But like, there are still negative things that exist. Right. Even if it's not what I'm posting on Insta, you know.
1: Right. Because people are gonna look at you and be like, "What do you have to complain about right now?"
0: yeah and i mean i was even as a fan i was just like i would like to have this problem like that is true but it is still a problem that they have also Jin said something like my dream is nothing as grandiose as being successful or influential and i was like you already are like don't like on the flip side of this like yes your problems are real but like please don't sell yourself short in what you've accomplished And, like, Jin especially, I feel, like, is always downplaying himself way too much. He does. And this is where my, like, mama bear manager army, like, instinct kick in. And I'm, like, get it together. Like, how can you not see yourself? Like, you are beyond amazing. And, like, I don't know why you feel like you're not already all these things. But.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know <laughs> how to verbalize my like rage at this.
1: <laughs> we do it to ourselves too.
0: Yeah. Yeah that's true.
1: If we said what you just said to yourself every day. <laughs> maybe you feel a little bit better. <laughs> Why? When you wake up in the morning. Like if you told yourself like get it together. Like you're doing <laughs> well, great things right now.
0: <laughs> I guess, yeah, it doesn't feel that way at all when applied to my personal self. That's what, like, what you're talking about. I'm so confused. <laughs> it's like friends, right? Like you can see everything your friends are doing so well, but like having your own self awareness as a person is super hard. Like right. friends are getting down on themselves. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're amazing. i funny and a hard worker and good. And then like the tables turned, and I'm like, oh, but like I see those things in you, but like I don't know any of that right but yeah that's a good point everyone kalea's wisdom for the day
1: (laughs) i just mean we're like super hard on ourselves all the time but i think that's just part of being human yeah it's hard to not do that i wonder why that is
0: i wonder why we're all so like mean to ourselves this can be an abstract thought for another time
1: (laughs) Um, so circling back a bit, they also were in Chicago, as we previously mentioned, Mm. um, and they showed the two, the two stops in Chicago, and that first day in Chicago seemed like absolute hell. I feel so bad. You feel so bad? Cut. Oh, I didn't know if you were—if I was cutting you off.
0: No, no. My Wi-Fi like, lags super hard. I'm sorry oh. if I cut you off.
1: Go no, ahead. I was just saying, like, I feel so bad for um, anyone who was at that show. <laughs> like, I was saying the entire time, I was like, man, Chicago Army are troopers. Because I would have been pissed if I had to be outside in the cold and rain. <laughs> I actually would have been so mad. Can you imagine? No,
0: I, I literally can't. My eye twitched. I'm glad this isn't video. I <laughs> was literally just twitching. But like, honestly, they kept saying like, I hope ARMY don't catch a cold. I hope ARMY don't catch a cold. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like not, that sounds bad. That's- I was like, like they, they're so caring about us in general. But then well, like at the end of the show, they were like trying to take their pictures. And Jimin was like, my hands are like frozen and they're like showing how like frozen they are. And I was like, and I think it was Jungkook that said like, oh, ARMY have been standing outside all day. Like, at least BTS can go inside. And I was like, we are always like, wow, they performed so hard. And that's true. But like, the real MVPs of the Chicago shows are the ARMY that stood in the sleep for like eight to 12 hours. Yeah. You could actually get hypothermia from that.
1: Yeah. And they were, like, so chill about it. Like, you were saying, like, they didn't really care about themselves. They were just like, I just hope Army's all right. They were just like, whatever. They, they're, like, talking about dodging <laughs> rain bullets while yeah. they're dancing and things like that. Like,
0: been called, like,
1: Waterproof Boy Scouts. <laughs> yeah. The way they were talking. <laughs> well, we had to um, tell Jimin and Jungkook, like, chill out. Like, <laughs> don't dance too hard. Like, we have many more stops to go. Like, please Like, some yeah. of you will overdo it. Right, stare if not gotta hurt yourself. Um, That's Chicago show, man. It also goes to show that army tip number like three thousand you need to be <laughs> you need to be prepared for any and everything when it comes to concert going, any and all kinds of weather, extreme heat, like rain. Wind, like anything, you need to come with your ponchos, come with your boot strapped up or whatever. Like, you cannot just come. like Make sure you check what the weather is going to be like the day before. Even if it says it's going to be sunny, pack that damn poncho because <laughs> you never know what's going to happen.
0: I remember, sure you were you the one, the one that brought ponchos for our show? And I did. Because I was like, we don't need these. And you were like, I am taking no chances. And like, <laughs> yeah, I did. And that's where you were like, no way.
1: Especially if you are traveling from another state or like far away to go to another concert, like you better make sure you're prepared. Even if you don't prep before you leave to go to the other state, when you get to that state, you better like go and make sure you get some supplies because you never know.
0: Didn't it start pouring after our show? I feel like it totally did. Weren't we in our friend's car? And- By the
1: grace of God, it did not <laughs> rain. Because they were forecasting that it was going to rain, which is why I brought the ponchos. And it rained as soon as the concert was over with, it started raining. Yeah,
0: oh. <laughs> I remember that. And we were stuck in, like, the post-concert traffic. Because it was, like, at a football field. And so the parking lot was, like, a sports-type parking lot where there's only a few exits. And so... right like waiting forever um but we were watching some fellow army like dance in the rain save me in the rain or something and we were like what like they were their car was like still running and they were just like dancing in the parking lot yeah
1: oh my man we were truly blessed that day that it did not rain while we were at the show (laughs)
0: and my army tip is like no matter how cute you want to be like make sure you wear good shoes yeah who I've been to I've had to stand for so long and no matter what I do even in like my athletic shoes my knees and like
1: <laughs> yeah
0: old, I guess but like my knees are killing me my ankles are killing me sometimes yep. hips, just from like standing for so long
1: right like, I know those um Doc Martins are like really cute and I know those platform sneakers you have on are super cute, but if they are pinching your toes and like messing up the back of your heel, leave them at home. If yeah. Your flip-flops at home, like you're gonna be standing for so that's long. Crazy. Your feet are that's going true. to hurt.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's bad.
1: Like, yeah, I this is a bad. fashion show, but you should be at least somewhat comfortable on, <laughs> on your feet. Yeah. You'll be thankful later.
0: Yeah, agreed. <clears throat> Oh, um. it's funny because when I try to think back to my like various concert experiences like I remember Wings tour but it was like such a dream state like I had no it was almost like ignorance is bliss in a sense because I had like no idea what to expect I didn't really have any army friends so like somehow I got good seats but it wasn't like floor right it wasn't GA so like I was charging my phone, I was eating nachos, I was just, like, sitting around, like, trying to make friends with other army, I mean, I had met Jess, but she and her sister were in a totally different section, so then I was talking to other people, and, like, I just was like, then I like finished eating and went to my seat and it was just like very lucky and very chill. And then like for the second one, it was the extreme opposite. You've heard the story a thousand times. I think I've talked about it on the podcast, but like I had left my ticket at home. So like, I don't actually, I'm trying to think of like what I remember from that show. And it's mostly the stress of like standing outside for 12 hours, trying to make sure I had like a ticket that they would accept and all of that. And then for our last one, I just remember us like drinking with that other army who'd been to like the show so like my memories are very weird like obviously I have a ton of like photos and stuff and like but it's just strange experience but you're standing a lot but just remembering different things
1: (laughs) so much standing and I imagine it's even more standing if you have floor um or sound check yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be awful
0: (laughs) one I had floor and I do remember this at one point I was like trying to dance but I'd been standing for so long and it was so packed that I guess I was like swaying or like deliriously like falling over and someone behind me was like are you okay and I'm like I'm just dancing (laughs) like god knows what was happening
1: Uh,
0: especially if you have GA wear comfortable shoes don't be wearing high heels like people are pushing (laughs) even if big hit tells you not to push uh you don't need to like get knocked over by someone because you're like unsteady on your feet
1: well thank god they have seats now
0: yeah that's true that's probably why they did that
1: (laughs) 100 percent like i mean namjoon at one point was telling people like hey can y'all chill (laughs) because they were like fighting in the pit
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no army will have any chills sorry namjoon
1: exactly do not push each other i remember like planting
0: my feet and like squaring on my arms i had like a, my clear bag but i was just like standing by myself trying to like build a square you know <laughs> and then they came out and like the surge was terrifying it was just like a like not even people pushing it's like this collective surge of like oh my god they're here and everyone's excited like no one's even being rude it's just like some weird phenomena that occurs and everyone's just like and so yeah wear comfy shoes and like protect your space exactly anyway back to the back to the show (laughs) we've had our concert experience podcast
1: before um no I was just gonna say like I was happy to see them like despite all that was going on like they were like super giggly on that first night Mm -hmm. they were just having like a really good time like laughing joking around despite all that was going on because really it could have, it could have gone completely left. <laughs> it could have been horrible yeah so i was happy to see them enjoying it much and you know i know chicago army for the most part when i see on twitter they talk about how like awful it was being outside but they still talk about how great of a show it was so i'm glad it all worked out in the end for all of them what was that like, mini press conference that they did. I have, like, no recollection of what that was.
0: (laughs) No, I was wondering about that, too. I had to think about what you were saying for a second. I don't think that was previously publicized. I almost think that was for, like, Western news media or, like, Chicago news media.
1: They were, like, talking to them, telling them, like, they should talk about engineering or, like, something. I was like, what is this? What did they do this? I've never seen this, like you said, publicized anywhere.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that was. I was wondering the same thing. It was very clearly still at Soldier Field. Like, I think it said, like, Soldier Field in the background, so.
1: Yeah, it was still somewhere in Chicago, and I can't recall the last time I've seen an event where BTS is, like, that close to you where they'll, like, reach out their hands and, like, touch you and, like, high-five you like that. The whole
0: time I was stressed, like, COVID style, I was like, oh my god, people are so close, like, I'm starting to get nervous seeing, like, groups of people, but, like, yeah, I haven't, I didn't see what that was, I had no idea, I thought it was just, like, for the press, for the media, but.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I was also thinking at two, I was like, this is never gonna happen again. (laughs) COVID has ruined everything, I'm like, we're forget high touches, like, forget fan meets. like, this is not happening. <laughs> I'm like, I've never even seen photos of that event. like, what was that? <laughs> I only had, I think we've already talked about whatever else we had in the notes.
0: Let's see. Other than- I a- oh, go ahead.
1: No, they were just talking about, like, towards the very, very end, like, June and Jimmy were talking about um, basically how they want fans to look at them and reflect on themselves and be inspired to do, I don't know, I guess be inspired to do great things by looking at them or, you know, to reflect on how they can change and like discover new things about themselves as they discover new things about themselves so i thought that was that was a nice message to end with
0: that was the same comment i had arm said something about like emptying and refilling himself to inspire fans to create something new
1: right
0: i was just like dang okay (laughs) no pressure though (laughs)
1: I mean, I guess, like, in a way, we kind of have, like, we have a podcast.
0: <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, that's true. I'm still trying to, like, decide yeah. if I want to do a book channel or,
1: yeah. Or, yeah. you know, the group that you started, like, that's something totally new.
0: Yeah, I forgot about the group a lot. It feels like it's been 10,000 years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or just like inspiring us to go after whatever passions we have in general. Just kind of like work hard and see where it takes you. I like that narrative. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something to say about how phenomenal phenomenal of a speaker he is that he has the power to move someone in a different language. Like Jimin saying that I couldn't even understand you, but I was moved to tears. <laughs> that's something like really powerful. Um, that's also kind of scary. <laughs> I like to think about how like influential someone can be with their words. Like they have to be very careful with the things that they say. Like they really can't mess up or say anything wrong because someone will take it. And like completely run with it, and it'll become like this one really big thing, or it can like influence them to do good or bad. I don't know. Like that man really has power, no joke.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Namjoon has made me cry on a few of his V lives too. There was one I just took like a ton of screenshots of,
1: and to do so in a language that's not even his second language, you know, that's like really cool.
0: Yeah, it's got to be a lot of pressure.
1: He's really amazing.
0: I'm already, like, in love, so... (laughs) Don't need to uh, hit me right in the feels. I felt like this episode was really good, and it made me want to watch the next one, but... It really is kind of like a day in the life. Like, I love talking about this and, like, hearing what you thought about the episode and sharing what I thought about the episode, but it, there isn't always a ton of content, not in a bad way. It's more just, like, seeing how they think and, like, how they're living their life, which is what I want. Not everything has to be, like, a monumental disclosure. And, in fact, I'd probably be even more stressed if that was true.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But, um, yeah, it was a good episode.
1: Okay, well, that wraps up this week's episode. (laughs) We will see you next week. See you next
0: week. (laughs) Bye.
1: Bye.